Blog Talk Radio. Right into this world, all alone. God takes your soul, you're on your own. A crow flies straight, a perfect line. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. We'll be joined tonight with co-host Jonathan Miklos, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're going at it tonight. NFL wild card weekend underway last night. Two great games, or, or excuse me, one, one, good, one good game, one terrible game. And today we've had two good ones so we'll we'll break down i'm sure there's going to be a lot of opinions tonight on what unfolded in cincinnati last night i'm going to give some some dummy awards tonight players that should not be playing in the nfl anymore after last night and today and also preview what's going to come up next weekend with the divisional round and also the college national championship tomorrow night alabama clemson i think Maybe it's me, and, and, and maybe it's I don't care as much about this for some reason, or I don't watch ESPN. or maybe I just don't hear much about this game anymore. It just seems like the NFL has has just taken over now, and I, I really think college would have been better off playing that national championship before the, the NFL playoffs got underway. And I just think the, the world's crazy about NFL. Uh, it's just such a popular sport right now. Alabama Clemson is a is a southern game. If you're a college football fanatic out west or something northwest, you'll watch it. But I don't know how many people are going to watch Alabama Clemson. I'm interested to see the ratings compared to, let's say, a Southern Cal Texas game or an Alabama Notre Dame matchup, Auburn Oregon. You have South versus Northwest. I'm just interested to see the ratings that comes out of this Alabama-Clemson game. It's going to be a phenomenal game, and we're going to be talking about it. Going live right now, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Green Bay up 32-18 to over Washington. You know when Aaron Rodgers is smiling, it's a bad day for your defense, but Green Bay has really exploited Washington's defense with the ground game, so it looks like they're lining up to run strong side. They're, they're, going, they're going weak, and Washington has no answer. It's all for Green Bay's offense here, especially in the second half. Green Bay has had their way, and it looks like Green Bay will be taking the trip to Arizona next week for a great game. A rematch from a couple weeks ago that, that Arizona won 38-8, so I think we'll have a, a, a lot different outcome than that. I don't think Arizona will beat Green Bay by 30 with a chance to go to the NFC Championship on the line. Seattle will be going to Carolina. We'll be talking about the Seattle-Minnesota game momentarily. Pittsburgh going out to Denver after that 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 the longest yard what they should have called that last night. A bunch of ex con thugs out there playing football. We'll talk about that one. And Houston, uh, Brian Hoyer at the quarterback position has no business being a quarterback in the NFL. They get blanked by Kansas City. Jonathan is with us right now. Jonathan man, I don't know about you but I just haven't been really impressed with the playoffs until actually today. I was, I was impressed today with them, but but yesterday was was a bad day for the NFL, especially last night to win that game. Isn't it? 
yeah, I mean, the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh uh, game obviously didn't have the most optimal ending of a, a great playoff game, uh, the way it's set up with the penalties and all that other nonsense. Uh, I think the weather has really played a uh, you know, big part in um, last night's game and this, this afternoon's game. Uh, and, you know, that's just something I think you know, you have to expect when it comes down to these northern teams like this. Uh, I, I, all in all, though, I mean, these playoffs have been exciting. They've been enthralling, and I've loved watching them. Well, it's football. You know, of course, it's playoff football. And I was, I'm going to be honest. I really thought that Houston was going to be able to keep it close and compete against Kansas City. I never expected a 30 to nothing game. And you know, Sonny's going to be on here in a minute to talk about Brian Hoyer. Um, he's been blasting him for months, years, whatever. Four picks. Houston gets embarrassed by a Kansas City team. I, I'm not buying Kansas City just yet. I, I do think they have a slim, slim chance to beat New England. But I mean, you, you go into Kansas, you go into Houston. It looks like once they saw what they had at quarterback, how it was going to go. I think the defense quit, Jonathan. I just think Watts getting hurt. Um, I just think they gave up. Well, I, and my problem with Houston is I don't think they're a top 16 team in the NFL, um, nonetheless a top 12 <laughs> in a playoff team. I, I, I mean, looking at Houston, I just don't think they're uh, they're they're that talented. Um, although you know, start to finish, they only have one wide receiver who's any good, so it's easy to shut down their passing game because they don't even have a threat with the tight ends. And the running game, they're relying on a backup who, in all honesty, might be a, a third stringer elsewhere. You know, Houston is not a very good football team offensively, and I don't think you can just pin that on one player. I think that's just the way the team is built. Now, next week we're going to find out really how good Kansas City is, but a game that's going on right now, Green Bay. Jonathan, I mean, how hard is it if you're Washington uh, when Green Bay looks like they're going to run strong side, that they're going to run weak, and they keep chunking you and chunking you over and over again? How long does it take you to adjust? So Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay are moving at will. When, when Aaron Rodgers is smiling, you know, it's, he's having some fun. He came out before the game and said he's going to throw all over the place tonight. He has, no doubt about it, but they've also had success running the football. And when you go on the road in the NFL in the playoffs, you better be able to run the football, and that's what they're able to do. They're up by 14 right now, and I'm not surprised. I know a lot of people were picking Washington in this game. I looked at Aaron Rodgers. I looked at Kirk Cousins. I said, give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me the guy that's, that's actually won a Super Bowl. Give me a guy that's been in the playoffs every year over Kirk Cousins. And it shows right now. I think the Redskins are out of class, Jonathan. I think going up, looking across the field, they see that big G on that helmet. I just think it intimidates them right now. Yeah, I mean, the way Green Bay is just able to go at them, and it's just, you know, every time they run the ball four yards, five yards, ten yards, this chunk of them, it's amazing considering they only had 17 in the first half. Uh, I lo- looking at it, I, I honestly I, I took Washington into this game, um, and you know, my 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 theory behind it was I've watched Green Bay these past two months. And that's just not a very good football team. Obviously, <laughs> something changed today because they really turned it around. Considering Washington came screaming into the playoffs, they screamed through that first quarter, gotten a nice eleven nothing lead, and it's just been a downfall ever since. Yeah, I think they got caught up in the emotion, uh, you know, and 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 when I say you know, being there before really matters because Green Bay was unfazed down 11 nothing, And I think Washington, what was that? It's like 
you know, you hit somebody one time, they fall down, you're over there celebrating and dancing, and the guy gets up and he's smiling like he just got slapped by a, a little girl, and he gets up and kicks you. I mean, it looks like Washington thought the game was over at 11 to nothing, and Green Bay's been there before, and it's well, Green Bay's found a lot on that left side to run on too. And when you can run the ball against Washington, which which they have given up chunks of yards this year. If Green Bay's running the ball well, you're in trouble, Jonathan, because Aaron Rodgers is going to get going as well. And this is not surprising me. This is this is the way I expected Green Bay to look the last couple of months. And like you said, over the last two months, you've watched this Green Bay team perform, and they just didn't look like a team that was ready to go on the road and, win, and beat anybody, much less a, a playoff team. But here they are with six minutes left, 14-point lead. It's not over. Washington has all three timeouts. They're getting the ball back now. Remember the two-minute warning. But it looks promising right now if you're a Green Bay fan. And you get to travel to Arizona next weekend and and play the Arizona Cardinals. I guarantee you this, it won't be 38-8 like it was last time. No, it'll it'll be 35-10. to to Uh, I mean... Now, Green Bay obviously is a whole other animal when you get to the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. Aaron Rodgers, being the quarterback, he is the best quarterback in football. Uh, you know he's got that extra drive. And Eddie Lacy, for some reason, plays better in December and January than any other month of the year. Um, you know, I, I think this Green Bay team is very talented. Uh, they, you know, they're going to give Arizona a good fight next week. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's, you know, it was just Washington. You're right. They weren't ready for it. You know, they haven't been there before. And when they went up 11 nothing, they thought, oh, this will be easy. I to, what, you know, we're just going to keep walking on them. And they didn't realize they were going to get punched back. And, you know, that's the worst when you're watching a team that's just not ready to get punched back. And I'm going to be honest with you, and this is the truth. As a Carolina Panthers man, I'm glad that Seattle's coming in next weekend and not Green Bay. Because if Green Bay gets hot, they can win a Super Bowl. That's how good they are. That's how – talented their quarterback is I don't think Seattle and Russell Wilson and that crew they have now I don't think it's the same same team you watch the Minnesota game today and we'll talk about that now since we're here um, shame on you Minnesota for allowing a, a kicker to determine the fate of your season and and I would take the the holder and I would I wouldn't lay him ever back on the football team again for the way he held the football I'm gonna blame the kicker because he missed the kick okay it, it's his fault that's your job and, and if, if you have questions about the way the laces are going to be, you, you deal with that on the sideline, don't you, Jonathan, before the snap. But Minnesota had the game. Adrian Peterson with a huge fumble that let Seattle back in it. And, you know, Seattle wins the game, what, 10-9? to 9? Is that what the final was? Yeah, it was 10-9. to 9. And I, I, I have a huge issue with the holder because, I mean, you know, there's that, you know, Kicking on the laces completely changes it. And that was the only time in the game that he kicked the laces. Every other time it was a perfect holder. In all honesty, he did a great job with, with the with the three previous. I want to say the two previous ones, the 240-plus two, yard field goals, those were tough snaps he was kind of handcuffed on. He was able to get get down and everything. That last one, he rotated it, he rotated it wrong, and it just led to a disaster of a kick. Um you know, and I was sitting there going, he's on the left hash, he's kicking on the right hash all day. I don't know why Peterson, why Peterson went left. Stay right. Because if he goes right, that kick actually, you know, just looking at it, still has a chance of going in. And that that's the reality of the situation there. It was, But you're right. Same on Minnesota for letting Seattle get back in this game. Seattle had no business being in that game. 
That was an awful performance. Whether or not Seattle just looked bad, I think Carolina's defense will get out, get up after them next week. Mm-hmm. That's what I told people. Was you, you think Minnesota's tough? Wait till you see this for the front seven of Carolina. What they're going to do to you, and especially a home playoff game in Carolina. Arrested Cam Newton. Arrested Greg Olson. Jonathan Stewart's going to be a hundred percent. Seattle a six seed, you know, for a reason this year. They're just not that that complete team like they were the last couple of years. I'm sorry. Everybody keeps thinking they are. Remember the other night, I picked Minnesota to win this game, and, and in all honesty, Jonathan, they should have won the game. I mean, this game, it went the way I thought it would. I, I thought it would be a low-scoring game. I thought Minnesota would make a play, but is it just me or is Adrian Peterson fumble the ball a lot in big-time situations? I mean, is, am I just thinking that right now? <laughs> but it seems like every time the the game's on the line, he chokes and fumbles. And if you're a Vikings fan out there, man, I mean, is that karma for, you know, beating your kid? I saw that today on Facebook. Is it karma, you fumbling the ball in a big moment? Karma for, for beating your child, which I still don't think he beat the child, but anyway. Well, Adrian's always had fumble issues. Um, I mean, what a lot of people forget from uh, – that NFC Championship game against New Orleans was, uh, you know, everybody's like, well, Brett Favre's interception. Yeah, but let's not forget Peterson fumbled the ball on the five-yard line earlier in that game when they had a chance to go, you know, add an attack on another score. Adrian's always had fumble issues. I remember when, uh, after his rookie year, they made him walk around essentially with a medicine ball. All right, and he wasn't allowed to put it down. You had to hold on to that medicine ball no matter what because that was an issue even coming out of college. So, See, I don't know that. They targeted it. They took advantage of him. Hats off on the defense for doing that. You know, but at the at the same time, Adrian, really, dude? I mean, come on, man. You've been in the league. How long? You still can't hold on to a football. Best running back in the yeah. league, you can't hold on to a football. Negative seven degrees. You, you know, it's, you, you got to pay extra attention to the small things, the basics. You know, my pastor preached on that today. The basic, you know, going back to the basics helps build your foundation. Well, Adrian Peterson, to me, needs to go back to the basics. I mean, you can run all you want and have the best legs in the world, but if you can't hold a football in a playoff game at a crucial time, that fumble is what allowed Seattle to get back in the game, Jonathan. That's it. They were dead. To, I mean, they were dead until that fumble. And, and and once that happened, it's like Seattle came back. Yeah, Minnesota got a chance to come down and kick a chip shot field goal, and they lost. Lesson learned. Hey, coaches out there, idiots, whoever you whoever you are out there making millions of dollars, um, try to score a touchdown instead of relying on a kicker in a, a negative seven degree ball game. How about that? Next time, when I win the the lottery this time, and I'm a billionaire, I'm going to buy one of these, Jonathan. I'm going to buy a team, and I'm going to show people how you do it. We don't kick field goals. We we we, we go for touchdowns. When, when we're trying to, to win the football game, okay? So I'm going to be – I may just buy a – I just may build a team with this money, with a billion. What do you think? Yeah, I can do that. Idea. I, I get who I want, okay? I'm going to go I'm gonna go trade, get everybody I want. I'm going to draft. I'm going to build my own roster, my own team. I'm going to hire you, Jonathan, to, to be the offensive coordinator. And uh, I'm, I'm going to let Quinn be the water boy. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good job yeah. for Quinn. 
Yeah, I'm waiting on Sonny to call in here in a minute. He's going to talk about it. But let's let's talk about what is on everybody's mind. How embarrassed are you right now if you're a Bengals fan? I mean, how embarrassed are you? And I don't know if you saw my video, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I, I saw that on Facebook where Mr. Miyagi off the Karate Kid worked on him. It's like this guy, <laughs> he, he won't die. I mean, if, if he's well enough to come in on that last drive, where was he to drive before, Jonathan? I, I don't understand, but Ben Roethlisberger, he wasn't cheap shot. He just got drilled real hard in the chest. Perfect, uh, the Tasmanian devil lunatic that should be in prison right now. But I want to talk about that hit on Brown that he did. I mean, you talk about cost your team the ball game. Did you see that vicious hit that that he put on Brown? And then after that, Pac-Man Thug Jones gets into it, gets an unsportsmanlike conduct, thinks he made contact with an official. But after 30 yards of penalties, Jonathan, here we are in field goal range. Pittsburgh wins the game. Cincinnati had it, and they gave it up. But 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 I want to ask you this first, and I'll let you talk about it. You're running the clock out. You're on the other – your opponent's side of the field easily in field goal range, and you fumble? Really? That's what you're going to do. You're going to fumble the ball at home and give Pittsburgh a chance to get back in this game. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean that that whole that whole lead up was pretty bad, and it's funny because after Cincinnati takes the lead, it's like this isn't going to end well for the Bengals. You already know, and then Landry Jones throws the interception, and I'm sitting there going, it's still not going to end well. But Buddy goes, well, what do you mean? I go, they're going to kick a field goal, and they're going to give up a touchdown and lose, you know, twenty-one nineteen. Just 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 watch, you know. And <laughs> Jeremy Hill, I mean, they're. Well, you didn't tackle by two guys. You have another guy stripping the ball from you. Uh, your knee is two inches from the ground. You know, I, it's hard for me to blame Jeremy you know, for the fumble too bad because that defense still has to maintain their composure. And not for nothing, but that defense in a great situation. You're either getting Landon Jones, who just threw an interception, or he's getting Ben Roethlisberger, who we know is not 100%. He knows his shoulder's hurt. He knows he can't throw the ball downfield. And they just let him – I mean – Pittsburgh gets to the right side of the field, just little, you know, just little pop passes. You know, the average yardage on throws by Ben past the line of scrimmage was point seven yards. He wasn't making he wasn't making throws more than a yard downfield, and they chunked <laughs> uh, from the nine all the way to Cincinnati's what forty, forty two, and just yep. dip, 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 dip all the way down. But you know, it was just that defense, and then the hit on Brown. When I saw it live, I went, "Oh goodness!" Like that looked ugly. And then I watched the instant replay, and I thought, was, what was what was Burfitt doing? What was he doing? What in his right mind made him think he needed to make that hit? He was being a thug, being selfish, I, didn't care about his team. I mean, this has been an issue with him since he was at Arizona State. That's why he went undrafted. Because what people have to remember, at Arizona State, Burfitt was a great linebacker, no doubt about it. Extremely talented, but you knew he was a loose cannon and you were two minutes away from him just snapping it and breaking somebody's leg and getting kicked out. That was the issue with him. And and you you would hope Marvin Lewis would find a way to, you know, contain that like he did with Ray Lewis. You know, he found a way to contain the anger in Ray, and you would hope he'd find a way to do it with Bertha. And the hit was unnecessary. And I understand Pac-Man Jones saying, well, Joy Porter shouldn't get on the field. But, well, Joy Porter never right to be on that field to come see an injured player. Okay, did he say a couple things that you guys? Of course he did. He called out Burton for the hit. 
you know, everybody's calling it perfect. The the amount of dirty laundry that he has is unreal. I mean, let's talk about the week before when he blindsided Max Williams, who wasn't even getting the football. Okay, so there, there there are a lot of issues with him. Okay, so Jordan Porter had every right to say what he said. Right? You don't have the right to start to get, to get a little off the handle there. You have to be more composed than that. And, and handing them Pittsburgh 33 yards for that for a free field goal was unacceptable. It was ridiculous. But I had that Pittsburgh land. Jonathan, your connection went off. Check your connection real quick. Uh, I'll put you back on in just a second. You were in and out, and I think you were saying who you, who you took last night in the game. But while, while Jonathan's checking his connection real quick or hanging up or calling back in, whatever he wants to do, um, Ben Roethlisberger comes back into the game, and, and this guy is left – he's dead, really. And he comes back, and, and because you're dumb, because you're selfish, because you're undisciplined, you allow – Pittsburgh to beat you on your home field and Marvin Lewis needs to be fired I'm sorry your team the actions on the field reflect leadership and when you see guys that are uncontrollable on your field in crucial situations that shows they don't care they, they don't care about the team they care about themselves getting theirs perfect hit he ought to be fine he should be ejected, he should be suspended for at least half a season next year. But I'll guarantee you this. When Pittsburgh plays Cincinnati next year, they're going to go after him, and, and they're not going to worry about suspensions. They're not going to worry about fines. But they're going to break his kneecaps, I'm telling you. Pittsburgh is not – if I'm a Pittsburgh player, that's exactly what I'm going to do when I play this guy again. If he ever plays again in the NFL, he would not be on my team if I was Lewis right now. But, again, the last time Cincinnati won a playoff game, I think I was in sixth grade. I think that's what I was, Jonathan. I can't remember, sixth or seventh grade back in 1990. So I'm, I'm kind of aging, my, dating myself here how old I am. But, but Jonathan, Lewis, how long are you going to give a guy to to win a playoff game for you. I mean, the regular season, you, you dominate, you do well, but then in the playoffs, you lay an egg. I mean, how many more years do you have to see this before a change is made in Cincinnati? I mean, it's, it's, there's, it's not a coincidence. Uh, I agree. I think there is an issue with Marvin Lewis there. Uh, I mean, the unfortunate reality is, yes, he has guided your team, to five straight playoff appearances, and he's the only coach to ever do that for Cincinnati. The negative, it's five straight one and done, and that's that's got to be unacceptable. At some point, somebody you know somebody's got to put their foot down and say we can't have this anymore. Contract expires after next season. He got a one year extension before this year, so I think uh, after next year, I honestly believe Cincinnati is going to throw their hat in the coaching ring. I don't think they're going to fire Marvin. Um, just because I believe their owner is that cheap, uh, he doesn't want to pay him not to be there. So, and this is this isn't just a you know a, an opinion I have. This is something that I have formulated from hearing from multiple players and personnel within the organization throughout the years that have said the same thing about the owner uh, Mike Brown is that he's cheap. He doesn't want to pay guys if they're not there. He doesn't really want to give extensions, things like that. So I think Cincinnati, unfortunately, you're you're with Marvin one more year and. If you win a playoff game next year, you're stuck with him maybe for life. 
Um, so that's that's just what you have to look uh, look look towards as far as it goes with Marvin Lewis. If he's not getting fired, it's not happening. Jonathan, how's the sound on my? Do I sound good? Oh, you sound beautiful. Oh, thank you. I sound like an angel. I'm hearing on your phone. It's kind of like it. I'm hearing like a click coming in. Are you on a Bluetooth or something? Yeah, I am. Okay. Well, you need to go get you some good headphones. Is what you need, man. You're a you're a co-host of the number one sports talk show in America. You may you may have way in sports talk buy you some headphones and send them to. You. Oh, hey man, if, would you if like that? willing to dish it out. <laughs> it's not me, man. It's all these millionaires. Listen to me, you know they pay the way. I don't I don't do anything to sit here and like you said, this angelic voice I have, you know. Where is Quinn Thomas tonight? Where's Sonny Clark? Where where's everybody at? I think they're thrown off at my time. I started an hour earlier than than normal, but that's okay. We'll do it when we want to do it. We'll do it when my wife tells me to do it, okay? That's how it really goes right now, this time of year. Uh but you know, it's it's late. I'm an old man, so we're here to talk football and, and Jonathan, is it me? And you tell me this right now. I don't hear much about Alabama Clemson, and maybe it's because I don't listen to Paul Feinbaum. Maybe it's because I don't watch ESPN, or maybe it's because the NFL is just gobbling up all the attention. And I was thinking that maybe those playoff games should have been just a tad bit earlier, and the championship game of college football happened before the wild card weekend. Let's say last last Monday night, maybe, or something, or, or before the playoffs. I just think once the NFL playoffs get here, college football takes a back seat. I agree. I think it has taken a back seat. Uh, no, doubt, no doubt about it in my mind. I think it really has, um, you know, because you're right. I haven't heard much. I barely heard anything. Um, and as much as, you know, I'm excited for this game, it's, it's like, well, why isn't everybody talking about it? You know, it's just, we got a great matchup. We we can be talking about, you know, and if you for us, if you take away 2013, because you know we were both looking forward to that game for for personal reasons. But if you take that away, it's first time since what 2009 where you're like, oh, this ought to be a classic game, you know. And people need to remember from that Alabama Texas game that Colt McCoy got knocked out, you know, before you know before the game, everybody's like, oh my goodness, this this is the game, Alabama Texas. Both look great, and now we have Alabama Clemson. It's like this should be a great game, you know. And nobody's mentioning it. It's the location, man. You have Clemson, his little brother over there in South Carolina. That you know, Clemson's not America's team. Alabama's a team where they have a lot of bandwagon fans all over the country because they're Alabama. But I mean, had this been just say Bama, Texas, had it had it been Ohio State, Alabama. Had it been another region added to this besides the South, I think you'd hear a lot more about it. But the playoffs, I think it. I think really college football with the bowl games, how bad they were this year, the lopsided bowl games, you had two semifinal games that were terrible. And on New Year's Eve, which the ratings dropped 40% from the previous year, I think, I think college football – lost a lot of steam on New Year's Eve, and I just don't think there's enough time to get it back now that the NFL started. Probably going to be a great football game tomorrow night. Um, I think America's tired of Alabama. I really do. I think people are tired of hearing the name Alabama, Heisman Trophy, blah, blah, blah. 
And I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem. But, Jonathan, we have Sonny Clark with us, the hardest working man, the couch potato. Couch, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm sorry. I when when you set it up and I said I'll be there, I was planning on be there. I got stuck. I hate this. I was on Netflix and I was watching something in Netflix and I done forgot that I was coming in. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just watching the NFL. We 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 were kind of venturing into college, but not yet. We're watching this Green Bay Washington game. Uh, no surprise here, but but what do you? I want your opinion. Last night's game, Pittsburgh Cincinnati. I mean. Who who are you firing right now? If you're if you're on the Bengal staff or you're the owner of Cincinnati, are you firing Lewis? Or is Perfect ever going to play a game for you? Is Pac-Man Thug Jones going to play anymore? I mean, have you ever seen a game that made you more sick than that? I mean, it's just so sickening to see selfishness take over a playoff game, and it, and your whole season's defined by selfishness. Well, that's interesting that you put it that way, Tarvin, because when I was on this morning talking about this game, I, I, we really didn't jump into this a lot. And I, what I find, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, Marvin Lewis is fine. Marvin Lewis, you know, led his team into the playoffs with Andy Dalton, and they went to a backup quarterback. And now, granted, should you win? Yes. But come on, let's be serious. You don't have Andy Dalton. You don't have your main weapon to do your job. Now, you flip it on that what happened out on the football field on that last play, okay, or the play that put them into that uh, situation, that is selfishness within the players. Now, whether or not that they're going to be on the football team come next year, I don't know. Here's one thing that, hey, I'm going to do this, in which I hate Pac-Man. Everybody knows that listen to my show. I hate Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man Jones is the, the best thing that ever happened to him is the Cincinnati Bengals. And he has been a model player for the time that he's been there. I'm sorry, I haven't heard anything. And maybe it's because I'm blind or deaf, but I haven't heard anything. So the best thing that ever happened to Pac-Man was getting over to Cincinnati. Now, the question will be is where the owner is going to be. Because the owner, I think, is very happy with what's going on. That injury to Andy Dalton put a thorn in the side of this uh, football team and put them in a position where they were behind the eight ball before they even got to the playoffs without having Nandy Dalton at the starting quarterback position for this football team. So when I look at this game, I, you know, Marvin Lewis is set. Marvin Lewis with, with Andy Dalton would have made it to the second round of the playoffs. I don't put, I, I hate to even say this. I don't even put this on Marvin Lewis at all. Uh, Marvin Lewis just did the best that he could. This was a player situation. You described it perfect. The selfishness of certain players. Now, listening and watching NFL, uh, the NFL Network and Deion Sanders trying to explain this, but this was real simple. He hit him in the head with his head. Simple. That's a flag every single time. So you know, it doesn't matter if he intended on doing it. And that's what, what Dion said. Well, he didn't intend on doing it. Well, whether he intended to do it or not is irrelevant. It happened, and it drew the flag, and that's going to come every single time, intended or not. So so, I, so with Brissett hitting him, I don't necessarily think that that was up. But Pac-Man Jones, he might find himself in a lot of trouble because that, that second one with him involved with it might have cost him that that football game. The first penalty I don't think maybe cost it, but when you go 15 to 30 on those penalty yards, you cost yourself a game. And, you're, and you fumble the ball. And he, 
You know, yeah. I mean, Jonathan, you know, defends Hill and everything. They shouldn't have been in that position. But, again, if I'm Jeremy Hill and I'm the coach, I'm going to say, look, I'll, we're on their side of the field. We're about in field goal range. Let's just don't turn the ball over. Protect the ball. What do you do? Next play, boom. Fumble, new life. And and another question, Sonny, if Ben Roethlisberger was healthy enough to come back that last series, where was he the series before that when Landry Jones threw the pick? I, I just don't know. This guy may be crippled in the next couple of years. I, many sh- shots he's taken and injuries. I've never seen a quarterback sustain a beating like this and just keep coming back. I, I don't think that they, they're going to be able to go to Denver and win. And it's because he's just, oh. he's just going to be too beat up. And I don't know where Brown's going to be at that time either. And that's a huge thing when you look at it. Brown's going to be a, a problem too. You, I'm glad you mentioned his name because they, they're not out of the woods yet with that. And, and I hate to see that game happen where everybody is not somewhat healthy. I hate to see Big Ben not in there. Now, Big Ben's not going to use that as an excuse. You and I both know it. Okay, but the fact of the matter is Big Ben 100% healthy is better than what we've seen yesterday, even in that fourth quarter when he when he did get him in that situation. So that having been said, um, I hope for for goodness sake that he's ready to go. I really do, because really, I think 100% Ben Roethlisberger might be able to get the job done, because you can say whatever you want about Ben Roethlisberger, but he's got it, that that two word or two letter word that ninety percent of the NFL don't have is the it factor, and he brings it to the table. It, it, maybe not during this season, but when it comes to crunch time, give me Tom Brady, give me Ben Roethlisberger, and before this last season, give me Drew Brees. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to I'm going to win more football games than not. And Aaron Rodgers last year, not this year. And you're going to win more. These are guys that have the it factor, and Ben Roethlisberger has it. Now he doesn't do it in style. He does it in grunt form. This is a guy that scrapes for every yard, barely making it into the end zone to make that Super Bowl interesting kind of grunt work. That's what he brings, and that's what that's what puts Ben Roethlisberger as a winner and has the it factor. So I want to see him 100% going against Denver, but I don't know if we're going to really see that. It just depends on what those injury reports are going to be coming uh, through next week. Yeah, and then like today's game, I had, I had this game nailed, Minnesota to win the game, not just to cover, but to win. And Blair Walsh misses a chip shot field goal, Sonny. I mean, God, if you're a Viking Hey, they didn't right even now. spin the ball. He hit the laces. I know. And I'm telling you right now, as a guy who kicks, okay, and, and those that don't know, okay, when those laces are, are exposed to the foot, that ball can go any which way. To whereas you got a better chance of that ball going straight if you hit all pigskin. And those laces make a big, big difference when you put the foot on the ball. And it's very, very unpredictable where it's going to go after it hits the it hit the laces hit the shoe. So the fact that that didn't go in didn't surprise me. I don't put that on the kicker. I put that on the guy who's supposed to spin the ball, mm-hmm. uh, the holder. I put that on the holder, and the, and you know I, the the kicker's going to take the blame. Quarterback is going to take. Bridgewater's going to say he should have played better and everything else. I put that whole thing. That's a chip shot field goal goes through 99% of the time. And guess what? No spinning of the ball. You hit the laces. You're not in the playoffs anymore. It's too bad for Minnesota. 
Yeah, and Sonny, I know we, we'll preview these games later, but there's one game, you know, I'm all about. And, and you know, I think Carolina is the best team in football right now. And isn't it fitting that that in order for Carolina to be, you know, just, just say Carolina wins the Super Bowl, so they go to the Super Bowl, isn't it fitting that they have to beat Seattle? I mean, I kind of like I think it, it's great. The fact that Cam Newton gets his chance. He beat him in Seattle earlier last year, but remember, this is the same team that put him out of the playoffs um, last year in Seattle. A little chance for payback, but I don't think Carolina is going to be respected as the best team in football until they put the, you know, to me, the champion of the NFC to bed and kill them next week. I think that's going to be a great game. I think you're right. I think you're right, and you can say whatever you want about Carolina going to Seattle and getting the victory. You sit and love that all day long, but really in the fact of the matter is is they're in the same position that they were in when they played that game to where they are now. Okay, Seattle lost the game. Guess what? You still got to beat us again. And, man, that's a tough one. Beating the Seattle Seahawks twice in one season, man, that's that is, that is a tough <laughs> task and and Carolina gets this one at home so this is big it depends on what the the home field advantage really is up there in Carolina will it hold down will it be the actual thing that drives the Carolina Panthers over and if they get a field goal win you can put that on the back of the fans that are there because that'll be the reason why they win but at the same time I want to see them win this game because I want to see them get into the next round I really do yeah, and I think it's time to take that step. If you're Cam Newton, you know, MVP, whatever, it doesn't matter. Can you make it to the end? It's steps, remember? We always talk about yep. the, the progressions. And this is yep. where they were last year. So if they so if they lose this year, they didn't do anything more really to me than they did last year. But making it to the NFC Championship game, and, and I'll be – and tell me if I'm crazy, but after watching Green Bay play today, I would rather play Seattle if I'm Carolina – then a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers that can take you apart and get hot and just throw it all over the field, and with the running back Eddie Lacy, if he doesn't eat too many Twinkies, is pretty effective. I'm telling you right now, when you get into the playoffs, you de- what do what do teams mostly do? They depend upon the guys that get them there. And guess what? You can say whatever you want about Aaron Rodgers all year long. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is the one that got him there. Why? Because you lose Jordy Nelson at the beginning of the year. So guess what? All the weight goes up on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. This is not good for him. And I've been preaching this for for two years now. This is not good for Aaron Rodgers to have to be the guy that they depend upon. With Jordy Nelson in the lineup, it took a lot of pressure off of him. But when you lose your guy... You lose the guy that you throw the ball to 65% of the time, okay, that means more weight up on your shoulders to do more to get the victories. Now, they didn't get those victories, okay? Why? Because they don't have the guys that they have to depend upon on the football field. But when it comes to playoff time, Aaron Rodgers, he wants the weight. And that's the difference between a winner and a loser. They want that pressure. They want the weight. They want to get the ball to whoever, whoever. And it could be some obscure wide receiver. He wants to get them there. And that's what makes
makes him so much better than so uh, so many other quarterbacks. And it, like I said, you got Aaron Rodgers. If he's not in your top five, you're just an Aaron Rodgers hater. Um, so you 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 got your top five, the guys that you depend upon. Because what's going to happen up in in New England? They're going to depend upon Tom Brady to do the job. Okay. And Denver, if Denver can get the victory against Pittsburgh, they're going to lean on Peyton Manning. Uh, same thing with uh, Pittsburgh. They're going to lean on Big Ben. They're going to lean on the guys that are supposed to get them there. And isn't it kind of funny that when we get to this next round, we're not talking about defense. We're not talking about wide receiver. We're talking about the quarterbacks. And look at the where, and I hate to say it, but your number one position on the football field, you're going to have quality quarterbacks in those games, except IE one Alex Smith, and that just depends on what you think of his game. If you keep him within his game plan, that guy's awesome too. Yeah, he is. And Jonathan, going to you. I mean, I saw something. I saw a chink in the armor of Seattle and Russell Wilson today. Do you think Carolina is going to pick up on it the way Minnesota played Russell Wilson? And and I know I'm, I know during the game you probably noticed the way they would not allow him to go outside and make those big plays. They limited those numbers where they made him step up in the pocket. Did you notice that? And and Russell Wilson was just ineffective today. And, and next weekend's game at Carolina, I just – I have a weird feeling that Carolina may blow these guys out because I just – Seattle's a, a sixth seed right now. I think today took a lot out of them, the road trip all the way to Minnesota from Seattle – the cold temperatures, the flight back to Seattle, and now coming back to a rested Carolina team. And I think the home field advantage is huge for Carolina versus Absolutely. the other way around. If Carolina had to go back to Seattle. But but do you think Carolina is looking at that game plan that Minnesota had today that was perfect to win other than the kicker? Yeah, no, I think I think they are. And they did they did a phenomenal job. Uh, defensively, making sure Russell can get outside and break off those long runs. And I think Carolina's going to be able to find a way uh, to utilize the same style of defense, especially when you have as, as talented of a linebacking corps as Carolina does. Uh, I think Thomas Davis really is going to be the guy who's, who's going to make or break that defense as far as it goes with Russell Wilson getting outside. I think that's the guy who's going to sit on him, just like Derek Brooks who's just sit on mobile quarterbacks for the Bucks. Um, I, I mean, it's, you're right. There was just so much wrong with Seattle's offense today. If you take away the uh, you know, the, the bad snap that results in the 35-yard gain instead of a 20-yard loss, I mean, they're, 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 yep. they're not in that. It all came down yep. to that one play in all reality on Seattle being in that game. So uh, I think, you know, Carolina's going to be able to avoid the, the mistakes like that. I think that this defense is set up better prepared uh, than almost anybody else to contain Russell. Yeah, and and I'll be honest, I don't think Minnesota's a very good football team. And and when I watch Seattle play this year compared to the last couple, I really, and I know I'm going to refer back to Rocky here, it may sound corny, but I just don't see that eye of the Tiger in Seattle like I do Carolina. It's like that hunger. When, you, when you've been on top, you've, you've been there, you've been to two straight Super Bowls, how can you keep Sonny repeating that over and over and over again with the same hunger? You lose teams, you lose players, the free agency, they get traded. But you, yes, you got this Carolina team that looks like they're on a mission to to physically hurt you with that hunger and everything. And I, I see that in Kansas City. I see that in Carolina. I don't see it with many other teams, to be honest with you. And I, I think that's the difference next week in Carolina. I think Carolina 
takes you out of a Honda woodshed, and I think that it lifts them to a great Arizona-Carolina matchup in the NFC Championship. I'm not ready to predict that game just yet because um, I think Green Bay has a shot at Arizona. But but, but am, I, am I right about that eye of the Tiger really for Seattle? I didn't see it today. I, I still didn't even see it today. Well, it's interesting that you use the terms that you did, and I'm I'm going to make you mad because you're going to you're going to go back and say, you know what, that might be right. What do they always say about teams that are, are you know that are good? And what they say, and it's the best line in professional sports ever. Whether you win or lose, act like you've been there before. Now, you can say, say whatever time, you want. <laughs> you say it all the time, like you act like you've been there. So you don't need to have that eye of the tiger because guess what? That's what you are. You're a professional, and you've got that in there. You don't have to go digging deep to get there because it's always there. So depending on what you think of that phrase, that you, you look at it where you don't see that, you know, that killer instinct or that eye of the tiger kind of thing, that's because that's what they bring every single game. You can say whatever you want about that game up in Minnesota. It was the third coldest football game in NFL history. I don't care who you are that's going to affect the game. You're going to see a totally different football game. You're going to see Seattle go over to Carolina and nice, you know, it, it, you know the worst it's going to be is 40 degrees and sunny. Um, I, I'm sorry. You better <laughs> worry about your Carolina Panthers come next week. And the reason being, it's a totally different atmosphere. Uh, the only thing that is the same is, is that Seattle doesn't have the home atmosphere. And Seattle barely getting out there is quite possibly the worst thing that could possibly happen to Carolina. Because I'll, be, I'll say it, as much as I wanted Minnesota to win this football game, I don't think Minnesota beats Carolina. Seattle, on the other hand, no. you got to watch out for Russell Wilson being the quarterback that he was this year, which is what he did is what Cam Newton is doing. He took the step out of being just a pedestrian uh, quarterback and making themselves a superstar. You can be a superstar or you can be a star. Both of those quarterbacks moved into mm. superstar status this year, and that might be a problem, especially the, the defense. The way that they swarm to the ball, watch out for – hey, I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be four turnovers in this football game. One, one team's going to have three, the other's going to have one, and whoever obviously has the most is going to lose the game. And that could go either way on either side, but the team that goes after the ball the most is the Seattle Seahawks, and that's what you better be afraid of, Stripping the ball because yeah. one guy gets there first, the other one goes for the ball every uh, single look, time, not just every once in a while. Yeah, but Seattle gave out nine points today to Minnesota, and let's face it, Bridgewater's a a bomb. I'll say it like like Nick said in Rocky, you've been you've been facing a lot of bombs. That's who you've been fighting. I've been setting these up. Well, Seattle's going to face a six foot six, two hundred fifty pound monster, and I think that's a difference. When you look at Cam Newton, other quarterbacks maybe fear Seattle a little bit. I think some of the Seattle defenders fear Cam Newton because of the hits. Jonathan, a 6'6", 250-pound quarterback that will talk trash to your face and then lay the wood to you. I think that's the difference. I think Cam Newton may be in the head of Seattle a little bit. And I think Cam Newton on that field next Sunday or Saturday, whatever it is, Sunday, will be the best player on that field. And I think that's the reason why Carolina will advance. Will they beat Arizona or Green Bay? I don't know. But I do think that 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 this game sets up perfect for the storybook ending. If Cam Newton wants to win a Super Bowl, 
he's got to go through the defending champions to do it. And, and I think this is his golden opportunity. If he chokes Jonathan, same old, same old Carolina team, Ron Rivera, whatever. But this is his chance, and I think he moves on next weekend. Yeah, I, I have the utmost confidence in Carolina right now. I think that's just such a well-oiled machine. And this week off, I think it's huge for them. It uh, gives them all a chance to breathe, get healthy, and, and recalibrate. Um, you're right, though. I, I think defenders have become a little wary of Cam. Because he can either come right through you or he'll find a way to get around you. Um, so people are worried about him from the aspect of he can just juke around you, he can stiff arm you, or he's just going to run and smack over. And and that's that's the dangerous thing about him running. And he's proven this year that he's a, a very effective passer. And Seattle's got to you know, keep an eye on Ted Ginn going over the top and Greg Olson underneath. And Devin Funch just really showed something against Tampa Bay. He showed he has some talent. So I think um, this Carolina offense against the Seattle defense, whether it, you know it is a great matchup, I don't oh. think that's going to wind up being the deciding factor of the game. If Marshawn Lynch doesn't play, Seattle is, has a really, really, really hard time running the football. Um, and well, is, you know, is, is, is he going to play? Is he going to play, Jonathan? And what's the news? What's the update on him? Why didn't he play today? I haven't heard why he didn't make the trip. It wasn't even that he didn't play. He didn't make the trip. He's still in Seattle. And I don't know why I haven't dug into it. It, it still got me a little off guard on, you know, doing the whole way. Why, why didn't he even go? Um, and that, that's interesting to me. And I think I, I think Marshawn knows his time in Seattle's up. And I think that's why he's being extra careful with his body. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to play for that. You know, he's trying to make sure he's in line for, for a contract next year. And funny, it, funny, funny a, that sounds selfish, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. it sounds a little, it sounds a little selfish, but you, you can say what you want. When there's a contract on the line, you get a different player. Really? I mean, you really yeah. think about it. You, you, it, 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 all you got to do is go to Miles Austin, you know, Miles Bad Hammy Austin, once they sign the big contract, you see nothing of them again. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going on or what, you know, but you can say what you want when you've got te- guys that are playing for contracts and looking for the bigger raise. I, I hate to say this, but that's a determining factor on how I figure who's going to play w- play how. I mean, so, you know, you know, Cam got the did, Cam Newton in this contract. That's a that's a whole new story too. So you know, with, with what that whole situation is, he, he better get a better contract with that baby he's got with the uh, ex pole dancer. He better be able to be yeah. some child support. That ex pole that no, pole dancer never has to get back up on the pole. I know it. I know it. But but Sonny, I mean, I'm looking at next weekend's game before we start breaking down this college championship. New England against Kansas City next weekend in Foxborough Saturday afternoon. Blowout. I know, I know you you say that, and I've watched New England play the last few weeks, and just like Green Bay, I picked them. I was hoping they would show up like they did, and they did. So you think New England kind of packed it in for the last three weeks, probably, and just protected Absolutely. their playbook, protected their players? Okay, Absolutely. because I, I, I just that, don't see Alex and Smith that, and in that the Foxborough. Is, Hey, and that's atypical of the head coach of this football team, not giving away secrets and doing the very minimum that they have to do, 
okay, in order to keep themselves fresh to the other team that they're playing. And Bill Belichick is a master at it. And, and by the way, just to throw this out to you, I, I, I'm going I'm to say something that you don't want to hear. I don't think the Carolina Panthers make it to the Super Bowl this year. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. I want to go back a couple of weeks when the Green Bay Packers were on the road taking on the Arizona Cardinals, and the Arizona Cardinals ripped them to shreds in Glendale. Okay, now if that kind of ripping happens to the to the Green Bay Packers, okay, this week you know when they visit Arizona, your Carolina Panthers are not only are they they're still in trouble with Seattle first, but then they got to beat the the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm going to tell you right now, with that defense that's headed their way, I'm, you better be worried about your Carolina Panthers. I'm hoping for you and Cam Newton they can make it to the Super Bowl and prove me wrong. But Seattle next week, I don't care if they're playing that game over there. And the same thing with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't care if that is there. Interestingly enough, if Seattle does beat Carolina, they're going to Arizona if Arizona beats Green Bay. And mm-hmm. so no, I'm going to tell you that, this, I mean, Carson Palmer that, that's huge. on the road. Carson Palmer on the road, a mobile quarterback. I think that's where people lose focus a little bit. They beat Green Bay 38-8 because Green Bay kind of tanked it that, that weekend, getting ready for the championship for their division the next weekend. I don't think Green Bay was there. As you saw the next week, Arizona lay down to Seattle. Arizona's a good football team, don't get me wrong, but they're not going to come all the way to Carolina and just walk in there and take a championship from. I completely disagree with you that the that the Packers tanked it in in uh, Arizona. I could I, I, they whipped the holy hell out of them. I, I mean, and, and I talked to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers couldn't get out of the pocket to save his life. That is the difference between those two, and that will be the determining factor, I think, in that game. Is if you can contain Cam, and if you can keep Cam in the pocket. I want to tell you the Panthers are in a lot of trouble in that game. But if they don't, if they're unable to contain Cam Newton, that that may be your Carolina Panthers make it to the Super but, Bowl. But Sonny, but Sonny, if if Carolina goes through Russell Wilson in Seattle, if they go through Carson Palmer in Arizona, and if they go through Tom Brady in New England, they've earned that Super Bowl, buddy. They've earned it. Ab- <laughs> absolutely. Without question, because if you look at the top teams right now, a lot of people are saying Seattle's one of the best teams in the NFC right now, number one, two, or three. Okay, so you got the, and then you're going to beat number two to get there in the NFC. So you beat the second and third best team in the NFC right now, and then you arguably beat the best team in the AFC over there if you beat the the New England Patriots. Yeah. Now, so but the that'll AFC be interesting. Garbage. Let's admit that. Yeah, they, they are. They're, they're, I, I'm going to tell you. I, I think if uh, whoever makes, I think the NFC wins the Super Bowl this year. As much as I like Tom Brady and everything, I just, you know, I don't know if they got enough to get over the hump this year to get another Super Bowl win. By the way, if they win another Super Bowl, Tom Brady retires. I'm putting that out here now. I, I, there's nothing else for Tom Brady to prove. And listen to all the nonsense about uh, you know Deflate Gate and everything else. He could be done with it and be. And uh, I no, think he'll, he he'll, he'll, he'll he'll come back to piss people off. That's what he'll do. But but Sonny, <laughs> the reason I'm confident, the reason I'm confident in Carolina. Before we move on, I like what they're doing on the ground. They've rested their best running back. He's he's rested, ready to go. Cam Newton yep. puts stress on any defense whatsoever. I don't care who it is. 
he makes a very aggressive defense not so aggressive. And and after having to tackle him for four quarters and that and Jonathan Stewart running the football and Tolbert and all these guys, that defense, nobody talks about the Carolina defense. And being at home in Carolina, the energy they'll get from the crowd. That if 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 Carolina was going to Seattle this weekend, I would pick Seattle. If Carolina was going to Arizona next weekend, I would pick Arizona. But remember there's a reason why that home field, getting that number one seed is so important. And New England, yep. they figure that out next weekend when they go to Denver and end up losing because of it. But it's just so important, Jonathan, to have that home field advantage right now. It is huge. And, and I think New England was thinking that, that the Broncos wouldn't matter anyway or wouldn't be there at the AFC Championship. But with a beat-up Pittsburgh team not knowing if Ben Roethlisberger or Brown's going to be there with no running game, it looks like Denver is going to win. They're a seven-point favorite entering the game next weekend. Yeah, I have to give the edge to Denver. Uh, uh, hurt Big Ben whether he plays or not, uh, and then you know injured Antonio Brown is probably not going to play. Uh, I mean, I have to give the edge to the Broncos. Dem- you know, Pittsburgh's going to have a hard time moving the ball. It's just Peyton Manning. You know, he's just got to avoid uh, the, the costly turnovers in his own end. But I think Denver should be able to take care of that game, win that game. And I'm with you. I think I think Denver has a real shot of beating New England, um, yeah. especially and, with that game being in the Jonathan, high. And, Jonathan, Seattle, and I know people don't like to talk about it. It happened today, but look how they look. Seattle's playing another game at 10 o'clock in the morning. and had a long road all the way to the East Coast again coming over this way to play another 10 a.m. game. I mean, that's got to be tough. I agree. I, I think that is really hard, especially on the player's body clock. Um, uh, it, it, it's really tough for them to come all the way east coast. We've seen that. That's a, that's a trend where West Coast teams have a hard time playing 1 o'clock games on the east coast. Um, so I think Carolina can jump on Seattle early and then just keep applying the pressure they can get at it. So it's, it's definitely going to be a sight to see. Uh, how Seattle really handles themselves in Carolina. I think Carolina's got the edge in that game. I'm taking Carolina. You know, just like Green Bay going to Arizona, the home field is just not as big of a factor there as people understand because Arizona's like Florida. You got a lot of retirees and and, and snowbirds down here. So I bet you 30% of that stadium is going to be Packer fans. That's a a good point, Jonathan. You go to Seattle – it's Seattle fans. Those people born, bred, they lived there their entire lives. That's that's what they do. And and sunny Dallas, I mean, same thing. Is that really a home field advantage? It seems like there's a lot of uh, people that go to Dallas as well, some snowbirds. But like Jonathan said, Florida and Arizona. But Sonny's licking his chops, Jonathan, hoping Cam Newton drops the ball. He's a, he's a secret inside Cam Newton hater. I love Sonny. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love Sonny, but I can, I, can tell, I can tell he's just like, please, God, let Cam this loose so I can get Tarvin. But, hey, we have a call right now from the from the 347 area code. Uh, you're on Way In Sports. Who's this? Hey, guys, what's going on? This is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Bryce from Brooklyn. How you doing, my friend? Doing good. How you guys doing tonight? I'm doing well. Waiting on that Carolina Panther Seattle game next weekend. That's what we're talking about. Sunny, the couch potato over here thinks Carolina could be in trouble, but I, I sure hope not. Ooh, you know, Sunny might be right. Um, <laughs> I think you <laughs> the know, crowd look, goes look, wild. 
<laughs> well, look, look, look. Let me <laughs> let me say this. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for the Carolina Panthers, and that's going to be a tough game. The only reason why I say that is because you can never count the Seattle Seahawks out. And I think today, like me personally, I like today's game against the Vikings. I thought that was a hard fight, good football game, defensive football game. Some people would say it was boring, but I thought both teams played a clean game. They went after each other. It was a it was a it was a fun game. And Seattle can win those type of games because a over the years, the talent they have, the gamers they have, they've learned to take the show on the road. You know, they're going to be a real tough out because, you know, they've been champions and they know how to win. I think it's going to be a blowout, and I'm crazy, maybe. Uh, blowout which way? Oh, he's going Carolina, baby. He thinks that Carolina is going to, what do you say, Tarvin? Skull drag Skull the drag. Seahawks. <laughs> Boat race. I don't know Whatever if I see anyone. Nah. I don't know if I see anyone blowing that team out. I mean, you might Luke get the Keithley, win. Luke but... man, and that defense. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving Sonny a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do expect I do expect Carolina to win because they're home. And and I talked to Sonny earlier. He didn't agree with me, but I think Seattle's lost that eye of the tiger, man. I can tell. I know that's old Rocky movie. But when Apollo brought Rocky back to the gym before he after he got beat by Clubber Lane, Mr. T. I think that's where Seattle's at right now. I just yeah, but I don't Seattle see it. Seattle is Apollo Creek. Seattle is Apollo Creek, so he doesn't have to. He don't have to have the eye tigers. He's just that badass before he even steps into the ring. <laughs> that's what you get with Seattle, man. They don't need to I'm have gonna, the eye. They already have it. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. Carolina's Drago and Rocky Four. And, um, and 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 Seattle's Apollo and Rocky Four. That's that's what I would say. Oh man, I don't Throw know. Throw in the love, Throw the tag. I don't know Throw about that. Throw it. No. I will say this. Um, one of the things that um, when I watch Seattle, I tell you, you know, people talk about Daryl Bevel being this, you know, hot coaching commodity as a coordinator. I gotta tell you, I don't see it. I see a Seattle team that. If you throw complex coverages at them, you can disrupt their short passing game. They don't seem to have any. Where are the rub routes? Where are the slants, ends? What combo routes do they like? The formation. They seem, their offense seems very collegiate. Um, it's either hit them down the seam, get them deep, or run read option. I mean, where's the the route combinations for the receivers don't seem to be really sharp. And I think if the if the Panthers can come in and run some complex coverages, only rush maybe four and get some pressure, they can have some success. I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Now, this game's crazy. Aaron Rodgers, they got beat 38-8 a few weeks ago. I told Sonny I think Green Bay was, was really focused on the next week, coming home and playing Minnesota. They knew what seed they were going to get anyway. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers taking the show to Arizona? And like Jonathan said, that's not really a huge home field advantage uh, in Arizona, but but we'll see. I think Aaron Rodgers may pull off the upset of the playoffs and beat Arizona. Um, Well, I tell you what, guys. To me, the NFL is what it is. It's a quarterback-driven league. It wouldn't surprise me one bit because it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how slow his receivers are. I don't care how the off, how inconsistent the offensive line is or maybe how the defense can give stuff up. Aaron Rodgers puts so much pressure on another team because you have to put the pedal to the metal and keep playing because 
when do you know if this guy's going to get hot or not? Once he starts getting hot, he's very difficult to stop, and it's a quarterback-driven league. Um, I love Carson Palmer, the way he's playing this year. I don't necessarily like Palmer as a player, but I do like the way he's playing this year. But he's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there are three top there are three top three quarterbacks to me in this league. There are not in any order: Rodgers, Roethlisberger, and Brady. If you've got those three, you've got a chance. I mean, I love Cam. He I love Palmer. But to me. he must secretly be mentally telepathy reading Sonny's mind because I think well, I, I just said that not more than ten minutes. Ago. Thank yeah. you for thank you for solidifying well, that point to me. I love him. I love the surpri- I agree with both of you. host on this show. <laughs> wouldn't, surpri- wouldn't surprise me one bit if they went in there and beat Arizona. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you because it's Aaron Rodgers, man. I don't care. People, you can never sleep on that guy. He's so dangerous. Yep. You've got to keep him in the pocket, and, then, and that's what Arizona Arizona did and, to him when they beat him up 38-8. to They kept Aaron Rodgers in the pocket and put pressure um, on the corners to where he had no place to go because there's the offensive line in front of you. He had no way to boot out of it. He had no way to circle around and get out of the pocket, and that's how Arizona beat Green Bay so bad. Now, that having been said, what does Sonny always say? Give a defensive coordinator a little time to order to figure out what's going to be coming their way. That could be the case case right there in Green Bay. If they figure out how to get Aaron Rodgers out of trouble, when the, he's going to be under pressure all this game. They have to figure out how to get Aaron Rodgers out of the pocket. And if they don't figure that out, they're going to lose the game. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this. You know, I can't argue, but you know what, what Cam Newton's been doing with his fourth quarter comeback over his career, what he's going to have to do is win a Super Bowl or two. And then you guys will be mentioning him in the in that same yes. category once Ben Roethlisberger's yep. gone, once Tom Brady's gone, he'll be the one replacing him. But you're right. I mean, with Brady, Rogers, and Roethlisberger, I mean they do it over and over and over, and over again. Over. It's like they, it's yep. over and over. Yeah, I mean there's. It's just like like Brady. Brady getting that game to a tie game last week, Tarvin. When Brady had that ball at the end of the game, did you have any doubt that game was going to get tied up and go over the time? None. Uh, You didn't have a doubt in your mind that that was going to happen. Now, how they handled the overtime, I don't know. I I, I can't (laughs) even get into that nonsense. But Tom Brady is money in the fourth quarter with the last drive up on the line. There's no question. And the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You're absolutely – now, Ben Roethlisberger, I don't have that much confidence in. You know, it's like automatic. No, there's only two in the NFL that I believe in that way, and that, of course, would be uh, Tom Brady. Definitely being able to get that job done. Well, I tell you what, how about, I got how about your how about your boy from Houston right there, Bryce? I mean, what's his name? The quarterback that's real good. He's a gamer. The guy that threw four picks yesterday. Oh, what's my his name? Goodness gracious! Yeah, <laughs> Brian Hoyer. What a disgrace! Oh. I mean, you need to join my show, Bryce. You know, if you know anything about the couch potato, I've been on. I've been on Brian Hoyer's ass for three years. That this guy sucks, and no one believes me. <laughs> um, you know, I will say this. Um, I'm a believer in Ben Roethlisberger, and the reason why is because, like said, he has proven it time and time and time again. You know, I'm very tough on my quarterbacks. I need to see longevity. I mean, I you know, I think Russell and Cam. These guys are really good players. I mean, they really are, but they haven't done it long enough, and I need to see more. And I've seen it from Roethlisberger. I mean, 
What he yep. did in that playoff game yesterday, coming back with the injury, and just I don't care. Look, my not to switch gears, but here's my thought. I could be dead wrong. I think the Cincinnati Bengals. Ben started coming in there, hitting short throws. I think it got to a point where they knew it was inevitable, and they tanked it <laughs> yep, because they I got agree. frustrated because they knew what was happening. Yep. This guy's going to yep. drive them down, and Boswell's going to hit the field goal anyway. They, you know why? Because they've seen it too many times. Yep. This is what Ben does. Like He's got four-quarter magic. And they were frustrated, and they tanked it. You know what they know I compare it to? Tyson biting Holyfield's ear. He knew it was <laughs> over. Hey, he knew it. Like, knew he couldn't great... solve it, and he lost it. And that's exactly. And not only that, he did them. it twice in the same fight. <laughs> <laughs> which exact, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> they knew it, guys. Why? Because it's Ben Roethlisberger. This is what yep. he does. Doesn't matter if they come and, in and, tight coverage. He knows how to throw it and get it done. Bryce, uh, Denver's a seven-point favorite this weekend over Pitt, and I think it's because nobody knows the status of Big Ben, nobody knows the status of Brown, but it wouldn't surprise me if if Ben takes it into Denver and and all of a sudden he's in the AFC championship game. And I said it, Sonny, you've heard me say it, you said it, Pittsburgh's the only team in the AFC that can beat New England. They're the only one. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you look at – and I tell you what, lost in a lot of that – lost in that fiasco of what the Bengals turned into. I mean, it was the worst one – of, one of the worst implosions in football I've ever seen. Lost yeah. in that is the fact that Pittsburgh – you know, we talk about Vontez Perfect. He wasn't even the best linebacker on the field. Go check Ryan Shazier's stat line. He was everywhere. Everywhere. Forcing fumbles, knocking passes down – Solo tackles. He brought an athleticism that no linebacker had in that game. And if that guy's had another uh-huh. come out game and has turned a corner as a young player, that defense will be able to hopefully keep Pittsburgh in the game um, and they could get a win. Don't be surprised. And also, oh, think about this at the end of that game, really quick there, Tarvin. If that was a college game, that was a 15-yard penalty, period. Not a 30 yards that the NFL got. Think about that as well. If you you, you rewrite the rules on that, you're talking about the, the no field goal there, and that they could have very easily oh, lost oh, that oh, game there too. Yeah. No, no, it would have been a 30 because the the 15 was the, the shot on Brown, right? That was 15, but the yeah. other 15 was – the contact with the official from yes, Pac-Man Jones. Yes, yes. Oh, so it would have been so, it would have been the thirty. I didn't know that. I thought they would only have to take one of them in college football. So I'm outstanding mm-hmm. correctly because I don't necessarily know the rules up on the NFL that much. I know they do it in the NFL, but I thought they only take one of those and they choose which one they want. I know they get the dead ball foul if that's the one that they want in order to to get whatever they need to get. So well, I well, think one was live. Thinking. One was live. The, the the cheap shot was right across the middle. A lie, and then after the play, you had the dead ball, unsportsmanlike on Pac-Man. I think, you know, that that call I don't know about really. I want to see more about it. I don't know if you really throw it at that time of the game, but but that's neither here nor there. But tomorrow night, and here here, Bryce, what's funny is this is a college show. We're college football mainly. That's what we do. We've been oh, talking okay. an hour and ten minutes, and we've talked NFL for an hour and ten minutes. 
and we have the national championship coming on tomorrow night. I mean, did, did college football drop the ball, Bryce, by by waiting so long to play the or first of all playing New Year's Eve, playing uh, the semifinals, but now waiting till the playoffs have started to play the championship game? I just think this college football game is lost yep. luster. I, I think yep. it should have played last week before the playoffs started. Oh man, I never even thought of that, but that is a great point. Um, you, yeah, I think you're right because you have to know that regardless, football is king, but the NFL is king, and all the attention is going to be on playoff football, particularly when you've just got these these crazy games that I mean are good playing, you know, playoff games that are entertaining. I think fans are going to be paying more attention to that than than the college championship, which is a shame because that's going to be a great game. Yeah, and and I'm a college junkie. I mean, that's funny how how shocked he is that if this show has yep. been going on an hour and fifteen minutes, and Jonathan, we haven't even talked about college football yet, and I, I think if they dropped the ball because what what ESPN wanted to do, they said, hey guys, let's play the semifinals Saturday instead of that New Year's Eve where the NFL, for some reason, they weren't playing that weekend on Saturday. They had the whole entire stage where people were off work. And how about this past Monday night having the championship instead of waiting two weeks again? They've already waited a month or five weeks to play. They've lost all the momentum. They they could have had the whole world watching, but now everybody's minds on next weekend's playoff games and tomorrow night I'm I'm I think the ratings may be at an all time low for a college championship and I feel and I'm a college mm-hmm. junkie guys. I'm I'm a college football junkie, Bryce, and I'm just not very excited for this game. I don't know why. Well what might save them is that the fact it's a Monday night. I don't know what else is gonna be on. Yep. So people are still gonna watch football. B, I don't know you guys I don't know what you think of this Personally, I feel it needs to be an eight-team playoff, like in division, like you know, Division One AA uh-huh. has. Division One AA has really they've gone the true college route, and you know they can get teams in and try to make it exciting. I think it needs to be eight teams and started earlier, and just really make winner take all. I think that's going to really drum up great excitement for the national championship, even more so than they have. I feel it really puts puts a nice emphasis on tournament playoff football. I like to see an 18 playoff. Yep. I don't know those. That's what you I would too. Like to see I would. I would oh, like okay. it, and I would like to see the games not played on the December 31st, Jonathan. I mean, I've said it before it started. I don't know how stupid you have to be. People, unless your team's playing, really, you're not going to care as much. You're not going to give up tradition of what you do on New Year's Eve. You know the old lady wants to go out and paint the town. She wants to go dance or whatever. She's not going to let you hang around and watch Oklahoma Clemson. I'm sorry. She's not going to let you hang around and watch Alabama, <laughs> Michigan State. But, but, but unless, you know unless, she, unless, unless she's a big-time college football fan, yeah. too. That's the not, only way you're going to enjoy it. But I'm, but, I'm, but I'm sitting here thinking, though, January 1st is where everybody's on the couch. No open. I mean, think about it, Jonathan. Nobody's open. Everybody's just laying around watching TV, eating food, watching football. The college playoff committee really dropped the ball on the championship game and the semifinals. They've really screwed it up. No, they, they really did. It, it was an absolute travesty what happened this year. ESPN saw 33%. Uh, to 40%, depending on who, you know, reporting it, and the ratings drop. 
Uh, and, and you're already hearing about advertisers talking about pulling, pulling for next year. And obviously that's not good by any stretch of the imagination for, for ESPN because that's how they make their money. Uh, you know, because they, they're paying a lot for this playoff. They're, they're expecting the product that'll pay back. You know, so looking ahead, you know, obviously we need to move it. No doubt about that. We need to move it. Okay, there, there's no way that we can have this playoffs on the 31st and expect it to improve. It's not going to improve. It's not going to happen. December 31st is tradition. New Year's Eve is a tradition. It's been around a lot longer in the playoffs, so people aren't going to change their, their traditions for the playoffs. Yeah, the, the ball's dropping. Playoff. Oh, the ball's dropping. Well, everyone's going to ball drop. I mean, if the Alabama-Michigan State game had been a great game, <laughs> um, there have been people who would have would have really been fighting. They would have been struggling. They watch the end of this or they watch the ball drop. I mean, luckily Alabama took care of that problem for everybody. But I mean, I, I love the idea of an eighteen playoff. I love the idea of, of starting it a little earlier. Uh, that way we can kind of get it out of the way by New Year. Um, you know, the, the, you had the championship. Let's say the week after, that's fine and dandy. But you know, I want to kind of progress this along. And, you know, you look at all the other divisions of college football, they have 16 to 24 team playoffs. So right. if you do that Division One, it can be done. There's no doubt it can be done. It's whether willing or not these universities are willing to do it. And most of them, it, it, it is going or not. They're, they're fighting against really an 18, even though an 18 would include your top five as far as division winners for power five. Let's say your top group of 16. All right, which I don't think anybody would argue that Houston doesn't deserve a spot in that this year. That was an excellent football team. And then you have two at-large bids. I mean, boom, done. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. I mean, of course, there's always a debate, well, why did you pick eight over nine? That is what it is. But I believe an 18 playoff is your best route to go at this point. I think that way you actually get a whole field in because you see this year the Pac-12 got left out completely, and we've all been sitting there debating, well, Maybe Stanford was better than Oklahoma. Maybe Stanford was better than Michigan State. Ohio, Ohio State looks like Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, Michigan State. That issue is yep. solved. If you go to yep. an 18, Ohio State and Stanford are in. Boom. No, who, who's complaining? Notre Dame fans? Nobody cares. Join the conference. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Brian. Oh. Bryce, I, I, I was going to ask you, do you think, you, you know, you're up north. What do you think about Clemson's chances of beating Alabama? I mean, you know, I think Alabama's defense is, what you're going to see on Sundays, really. You know, I mean, a lot of NFL players, a lot of NFL talent. What do you think about Clemson's dual-threat quarterback? I, I just don't see them being able to move the ball much on Alabama. I just think the team speed, and they only they only bring three and four to get pressure. They drop seven in coverage. How in the world is Clemson going to be able to beat Alabama in your mind? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I do like – I do like their young quarterback. Um, what I'd like to see, and I think what they're going to have to do, is play spread football. I think if you can get a little bit of time and your quarterback can complete some passes, where they're vul- where Alabama tends to be vulnerable is in the secondary. Um, so if they can play spread football, maybe play faster, uh, they can they, they can have a chance. But if not, it's going to be mm-hmm. tough to keep them off the quarterback. Um, and I want to make a comment real quick about about the 18 playoff. I I 100% disagree. I mean, not dis. I'm sorry. I 100% agree. And uh, one of the main reasons is, you know, you can I think make an argument and say, look, one double A, Division two, three, 16, 24 teams. I think people would be satisfied with eight because you could say, look, we're Division one A, and we want to take the best of the best for our 
for our tournament. And, you know, at this time we're not going to do 16. But if you do eight, I think that satisfies a lot. And if you're a top ten team and you try to argue we we should be in, it's like, look, we take the best eight. And I think people will be satisfied with that argument a little bit more than, than say, if you got four because you still have those lingering questions. Whereas eight is like, look, be the best eight and you get in. If you're not, top ten doesn't cut it for now. Well, um, maybe and maybe they extend it in in future years, but I think right now eight eight would be good. And I want to go to Sonny on this one, Sonny. Um, where does the NFL factor into this? Because as an NFL owner, you know you're drafting. Do you really want your rookies that you're going to be drafting playing an extra two or three ball games to put themselves yeah. at risk? And and I don't know. I mean, I think the NFL has more to say about this than people think. The NFL is king. And I think they'll determine how many games are going to be in the college playoff in a way. I mean, I think a lot of players don't want to play three or four extra games, Sonny. I, I really well, do. The I players think don't, most of the players. Yeah, go ahead. The players don't want the players don't want to play because of risk of injury and the fact that if you are considered a number, you know, in the top ten draft pick, you you're going to make some money. Once once that thing goes to the third round, forget it. Okay, and if you take an unnecessary injury, okay, in one of these games, okay, your draft position just costs you just cost yourself so much money. It's unbelievable. So yeah, the players don't necessarily want to play in it. Now the guys that know they're not going to go to the NFL or maybe be that guy, they could care less. Yeah, they want to play. It's the guys that are going to make the money. The guys that are going to be drafted in the first two rounds. Those are the ones that don't want to play because of the. Fact that it will hurt their draft uh, draft plays, but here's the here, here's a fact. Okay, there's only 32 players, a total of 64 picks of players that don't want to play. Okay, now that's only one team in reality. If you have a nine team playoff, that's only one out of nine that are going to make make it into the NFL in the first two rounds. It's as simple as that. So, you know, so there's where I see why they'll continue to play. I don't know if the NFL – now, NFL is king, okay, and they got a lot of pull. But here's the thing. Don't don't let anybody fool you. The the NCAA is not intimidated by the NFL, and that's the reason why you see them going up against them. Now, it may come back and bite them in the ass, but they're not afraid yep. of the NFL, or they wouldn't be doing exactly what they're doing here, which is going up against the playoffs. No one's watching college football right now. If those games, they're lucky those games weren't today, because no one would be watching them. They would be watching the playoffs in the NFL. It's just the way it is. But, but well, I'm just the saying, NFL January the would first. want the extra games, though. They would, and, and the reason behind that is it would extend the rookie wall. That's something you hear about all the time. Yep. A, you know, after the draft class, is the rookie wall. You know, I, and I, I heard it in Tampa. I've heard it being discussed elsewhere. But especially in Tampa, they were talking to our offensive linemen, our second round picks, and Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet. And they asked them after the twelve, you know, after the thirteenth game, are you guys hitting the rookie wall? Now Donovan Smith did the whole, of course not. The Ali Marpet goes, yeah, no, there's no doubt I hit that wall. Now we have to remember he's a Division three player. So his, you know, his transition is a little bit more, you know, more difficult than most guys. But I think the rookie wall is a legitimate thing. We, you see it time and time again where rookies tend to give you half to three quarters of the season their first year because they're not used yep. to a full four month season. And I think if you were to extend it to those additional games, 
it would help those guys better in their transition to the NFL. So I think the NFL will be behind it as long as it doesn't conflict with their schedule. They're okay with playoff games and everything as long as it doesn't conflict with what they have going on on Sunday. And as long as the college football doesn't say, hey, we need this Sunday for a playoff, you know, you're going to say a ratings hit, the NFL is going to say, go for it. We really don't care. You know what? I or, 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 oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Bryce. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I was going to say real quick before I get off the phone, Um, it, I totally agree. And, I mean, look. Look at the number of even one double A players that have come into the league and, and had success. Granted, it's it's not a crazy number of amount, but there's been a lot of those guys that have gone on to be backups and even star players. Mm-hmm. Heck, the best receiver ever in the league was from a one double A school, I believe, Jerry Rice. So, you know, they've dealt with the playoffs State. and yeah, yeah, yeah. They've dealt with they've dealt with playing extra games in the playoffs. A lot of them play ten, eleven game seasons, and you know, I agree. I think the I think it helps them get ready for a longer, longer season. Um, yeah, um, every rookie in those in those big big sports, even basketball, they hit the rookie wall because they're you're just not used to playing many games. So I think the extra the extra games for those big name schools. I think would help them and would help to showcase lower players that are going to be backups in the league, give them an extra look at extra game film. So I think it's a win-win for everyone. But, guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Always good to call, to call hey, and talk sports. You're welcome, Bryce. Keep, keep calling in, my friend, and good to have you on. And, and guys, and man, I'm from the school, like, New Year's Day is about football. Let's play the, the national championship game. Let's make it the last game on January the 1st that night. I agree. And have the playoffs a weekend before you don't need uh you don't need all this time i think that's where injuries happen the most people get out of shape playing sunny they they're they're not used to the the wear and tear and all of a sudden they take a month off and they play and they pull something or 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 tear something i just want to see football in january the first i think college and then the nfl the center stage everybody can have their nfl i just if you're trying to go up against the NFL in your college right now, you're going to lose. The playoff committee, I hope they're not so stupid that they're going to continue to make the same mistake over and over. But real quick, before they we are. go, I just want to talk about this real quick. Tomorrow night's game, I don't see I mean, funny, and I'll start with you. I don't see Clemson's offensive line being able to to dominate this game, to give some consistency to Clemson to be able to score a lot of points. I think they're going to really, really struggle when it comes to Alabama's front seven. And I just think Clemson could get blown out of this one. I hope Clemson wins. I hope it's a close game. But it just has a feeling to me that Alabama's a team on a mission and they're really going to put their foot on the gas tomorrow night. The only way Alabama, I think, loses this game is there's more than two turnovers in the game, and then then Clemson has a chance. And I just don't think we're going to see that. As an easy explanation as what it is, Alabama will hold on to the ball. And if they hold on to the ball, that's the only way that they're going to lose this game is if they can't keep the, if, if they can't keep the rock in the hands. And uh, so I have Alabama, and I actually have them by 14. And, Jonathan, that left tackle for Clemson, the freshman, true freshman, he's – He's going to get introduced to grown man football tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for Florida State has a great defense. There's a lot of NFL talent on that defense. Clemson did a a good job against that defense. Okay, put up 23 points, could have put up more if not for the stupid kneel-down spike, whatever Deshaun Watson did for halftime, kind of, you know, that maneuver. Uh, Looking at this, 
I, you know, and I, I'm not a conference allegiance guy. I hate that. I actually was hoping that Michigan State would win the title because I have a, a dear friend who passed away that was a Michigan State fan. Um, but I'm going to take Clemson to win this game. I think Alabama has, has historically understated and had issue with dual threat quarterbacks, and Deshaun Watson might be the best one they've ever gone off against. Uh, I think this is actually going to be the best defense Alabama has faced um, this year, and this might actually be the best complete team Alabama's faced in, in a couple of years. I think a Clemson is be better true. than any team that Alabama's faced in a while, uh, to be perfectly honest. I think Clemson's going to win this really? game. I think they're going to win this 27-21, to 21, and this is going to be a great classic football game. We're talking about two great defenses. And all it takes is one Jacob Coker mistake, and this game gets flipped on his head. And I think there's your X factor right there. If Jacob Coker comes out and plays like he did against Michigan State, this one's done and over with early. But Jacob Coker's only done that once this year. And because he's only done that once, I'm going to keep betting against it, against it happening again. We saw Derrick Henry get bottled up last week. It's a great secondary for Clemson. I mean, I'm I'm a believer now in Clemson. It took me a full year, but I'm a believer. I'm gonna take Clemson to win this game and be your national champion. Well, it could happen. I mean, I hope it does, but I just I really think that 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 offensive line is gonna get outclassed, and it's all about up front. And you know, quarterback NFL is about your quarterback play. We know that. This is about your trenches and. Uh, Clemson is good in the trenches on defense, but I think the offensive side is what's going to really hurt him. Watson is not in a position usually to make, I mean, where he gets frustrated and he gets rattled tomorrow night, he's going to get rattled. And I just, I'll leave it at that. I mean, you know, I'm an Auburn guy. I'm not a conference guy. I'm an Auburn guy. I'm a football guy. And what I see with my eyes is Alabama is about to, to, to put hell on Clemson. That's, that's really how I'm going to put it. Skull drag, boat race, pistol whip. So Sonny and I have Alabama. Jonathan has Clemson. My wife just sent me a message that my dog needs to go out. So I'm going to have to cut this show 30 seconds short here. And You uh, better go take care of him. Keep the missus happy. See you later, Tarvin. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, Jonathan, we may have a show tomorrow night during the game. Halftime, Sonny, join us. If we do, I'll let y'all send you a message. We'll talk about the first half. What do you think? I, I'll try to. Yeah, I, 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 right. That's a busy day for me on Monday evening, but I, I'll see if I can get in there. All right. Jonathan, you'd be up for it, right? Oh, of course. I got nothing going on Monday night. All right. Cool. Well, tomorrow night's a big night, the National Championship of College Football, Clemson-Bama. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Everybody have a great week. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, y'all. Bye.